So guys, we're recording on the the night of fear. Have you got the fear, Baz? I kind of do, yeah. Second of January fear. I have Second a bit too. Fear. Ah, it's, you know, a bit rusty now. We need to get back into it. Yeah, more it's... sense of impending doom, but yeah. <laughs> I, do, yeah. I, t- I took holidays in November there and I was very good at keeping my uh, my sleep schedule and everything. But that was that's gone out the window at the moment. So, you know, not going to be 100% again tomorrow. <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I kind of find it difficult to believe I'm actually going to be programming tomorrow. It just feels like there's no way I could. I really wanted a program over Christmas. And did Had, you? Sh- no, didn't have a chance. Uh, too much going on. But I really, there was at one point I was I had like a whole goal of what I was going to do and didn't have a chance to get around to doing it. So, boo to that. But anyway, I'm kind of, now I'm going back into a routine, uh, starting from next week. You know, probably t- uh, tap away on the bits and pieces in the evenings. So, I'm all gung-ho at the moment. Excellent. Yeah. yeah. And I'm in the opposite situation where I had to program over Christmas because I just didn't have the time to do it any other <laughs> right, part yeah. of the year. Uh, How'd that go? Oh, grand. But... Uh, lessons learned and new year's resolution is not to let things get to that situation again but uh it, it just uh, i suppose it's kind of about finding your own limits and stuff like that with, with mm-hmm. uh, babies and stuff how much yeah. you can actually do are you going to re- ju- i give you a hint not much <laughs> <laughs> are you going to reduce the amount of extra work you take on oh, this yeah. year 100 percent. uh i'm i'm gonna I'm going to keep it on because it's like, you know, it's good money and all that, but I'm going to be uh, ruthless. Absolutely yeah. ruthless. Um, because, like, I find it's it's weird, this kind of paradox where you work for, like, I suppose, the more gung-ho, just to, since you put that word in my head there, um, you are about a project almost the worse it goes and the less you care, the better it goes. So I'm, I think I need to think i need to care less cool what an you awesome <laughs> 2017 resolution that's it do you guys watch sherlock at all oh shit is sherlock on it's on the other night i just watched it today awesome i'm gonna set that torrent up quite good it's like an hour and a half long yeah that'd be a good thing to watch away the fear mm. yeah yeah that's one of those nice things isn't it for new year's that uh, well, did we? It was on last year, wasn't it? Yeah, but before that, it was off for like two or three years or something crazy. But uh, that's a nice New Year's Day or day after kind of th- cool. thing. To watch. Yeah, I might, yeah, I might, I might watch it this evening. That'd be right. Yeah, I couldn't get into Sherlock. Really? Am I a, really? Bad, am I a bad person? No, nah. not particularly. Pretty I'll- bad. That <laughs> 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 was just very. I don't know. It was, I don't know. I, I, I would compare it to something, but then I'll piss off another whole segment of people. So I'll just keep right, my mouth yeah. shut. <laughs> it's like, it's cheesy like Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> Which is much better than Star Trek. Said no one ever. <laughs> I told someone I'd actually wa- try and watch one of the films, Star Wars Which films. Ones? Oh, Star Wars. I'll watch them with you. 
nobody can agree which one I should watch first. Because they're like, oh, the prequel uh, stuff. No. Just watch, just watch them hope. in the order that they came out, because yeah, that's how every, everyone else had to suffer through them. Right. So, like, there, there's, there's this order that's there that people kind of go on that you should watch them in. But that should be on your like your second watching of them all or something like that. But for your very uh, first watching, okay. you should really just go in with a new hope um, because the other ones are so bad that you'll wonder what the fuss is about. So New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Definitely have to watch those too. And, and, and New Hope was the first one to be released as well, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Poor Episode Carrie, four. Poor Carrie Fisher, huh? Yeah. Yeah. And her uh, mother as well. Bad, yep. bad year. Yeah, it's, it's mad. She was on, or her mother was on uh, Singing in the Rain on Christmas Day as well. It was just, just weird. And we already knew about uh, Carrie had the, the heart attack at that stage. So it was mm-hmm. just strange. Yeah, funny year. Yeah, and I mean, is it just going to keep accelerating now like i mean everyone's just like well of course all the baby boomers are dying what do you expect yeah kind of is you know a lot of them are of a certain age so yeah and carrie wasn't too good to herself you know looking after herself for a lot of years so yeah lots of different reasons so come on lads let's talk about some positive stuff what cool stuff are we going to do this year any plans release release word snap 2.0 <laughs> yay that has to be done by that has to be done by february i'm very busy this month um but that needs to get done by february and out the door cool uh, march yeah. or april baz don't don't you know no february <laughs> <laughs> under promise over deliver that's it yeah so cool. like july <laughs> july july sounds pretty good yeah 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 uh Oh, there's gonna be lots going on this year. It's gonna be a busy year, say, for me inside work anyway. So, and just with word snap, and I know we we discussed it before, but you you have decided on a monetization strategy. Yeah, have you? As you know, <laughs> so video ads, ads probably. And then, I, this is this is an interesting one actually. I know there's a lot of games that have ads in them, and the idea is that you watch the ads to get coins and stuff like this. The problem is, if you have a game, okay, where it's, say you give the person three plays, and once they run out of three plays, they either have to pay one ninety nine to have infinite plays, or they watch an ad for, say, another two or three plays. You know? Watch a 30-second ad, you get another two or three plays, play the game two or three more times, and then repeat. But if you don't have the internet, what do you do to someone then? Do you prevent them from playing your game? Or do you uh, just let them play the game, but then... Obviously, they can just put the game in offline mode or something, or your phone in offline mode. What would you do? Leave them off because they're not going to pay anyway. Just let them play the game. I'd say so. I mean, now they'll know, but I mean, <laughs> you know, that's the thing. I mean, um, I think for a lot of these, a lot of these things, you're going to end up putting a lot of effort into, I suppose, uh, advertising revenue loss mitigation strategies, and it's it's probably just going to you you're not going to make enough from those to cover the time that you'd spend doing them mm-hmm. at up front anyway if that changes by all means implement it but you know just whatever the default happens with the ad sdk let it hop cool yeah hey you could just require um 
you have to be online in order to play Word Snap. It worked for Mario Run, right? It probably did. <laughs> yeah, you need a, a flashing please wait please on wait, the loading yeah. screen. Actually, I wonder, do some of these ad frameworks, like, do they have any solution to that built in? I can't, I can't imagine you're the first person to think about this. Like, do they maybe no. ca- cache ads or... And I know someone that I met at Ool who has done this to their game. Uh, so I might ask them, do they have any thoughts on it? You know, and what do they do? Um, or what was their approach to it? But it, it just kind of seems like that's the only caveat to it. Uh, those video ads, I guess, probably are better revenue generating ones. Whereas what you could just do is just put in, um, do you know those banner ads down the bottom constantly? So yeah. it could be a case that if they don't have internet, show those banner ads, but you do need internet to download those banner ads. Uh, I need to kind of figure out how often you can show those ads and stuff like that. Yeah, I, I think more more important than that is um, making sure that if, like I don't know exactly what monetization strategy you're going for, but just making sure that that actually gets delivered to the player after they watch an ad, mm-hmm. you know, because it's, I'm I'm playing the, the trail or, well, I've kind of given oh, up right yes. now, like, because it just is going, this is lovely. And then about half, it's just like, you're grinding, pay us money. And then you're like, okay, well, this was really nice at the start. And now it's um, crap. But there's this guy that runs up and down. And if you want to watch a video, he'll give you a, a present or a surprise or something like that. So um, basically, after three times of not getting anything, I've stopped and that's that's kind of it, you know? Right, yeah. And it's like, it's you do this, you get X, no X. And um, like, looking at the SDK, it's so easy, you know? You you add a couple lines in, and then there's basically, there's a callback method when the video is done. And then, you like, it's really hard to kind of update a value there, you know? Um, yeah. Like, I guess in the 3D game, maybe their approach might be a bit more difficult. What I'd be doing is I'd be setting an integer, you know, to a positive number or something like this, or, you know, setting it to plus three. Um, yeah. I suppose I'd watch a load of videos in a row and stack up a load of points. <laughs> that's it, or more to the point, I suppose, give them the points before the video plays in case the callback errors out, which looks like what's happening in whatever SDK this crowd are using. Yeah, so that's the thing. You know, it's a... It will tell you if it if it failed to load the video. It will go, oh, fail to retrieve video or... Um, afraid to retrieve ads so in that case you know you can easily just kind of go ah feck it plus one maybe it and let them through you don't give them the full yeah. three every time i mean but... look to, to, to paraphrase some some famous guy um who said something like i'd rather <laughs> um <laughs> uh, you can edit it back in so that'll sound pure knowledgeable but like i'd rather have um a hundred pirates get the stuff without watching an ad than have one person watch an ad and not get the stuff. Right, yes. You know? That's completely true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a kind of look when you lose some, right? Um, That's make it. Sh- make, make sure, yeah, people who are paying for it get it what they want. It's just an interesting thing. I've been thinking about it and I haven't brought it up among you guys. I thought, you know, I was like, that's ah, Christmas and stuff like this. Too much brain power news. <laughs> but it's It's an interesting one we should think about. Yeah. And the thing, I think again, people? don't, well, yeah, but don't be afraid to just change it up. Like, I think uh, this could be a great um, 
a recurring topic on the podcast, depending on how open yeah. you want to be about things. And, you know, change it up and be like, well, we tried this and it didn't work. Now we're trying this and it works. Now you're, you're trying this, you know. So I think yeah. there's there's um, great scope in kind of A-B testing things and figuring stuff out. Yeah. And as I said, anyway, you know, it's $10 are going to make or whatever from ads. So, <laughs> you know, it's not going to be thousands or hundreds of thousands or anything like that. So it's all good. You never know. Never know, but won't be disappointed if not. Huh. Need that light bulb money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what about you, Thomas? You doing it in this year? I've got plans for anything? Yeah. Kind of inspired by you guys. I've been sort of. I think I'm, help, yep. uh, there you go. Um, <clears throat> I guess. So I was jealous of you guys, and and I suppose uh, spoiler alert. But Baz, do you want to tell everybody about your uh, Christmas present? Yeah, I got an echo. <laughs> so I kind of a few days after completely Christmas. not expecting this, by the way, but I got one. So yeah, so I was kind of jealous of you guys with your echoes and, and your smart lights and stuff. So I, I, I guess I've been reading for a while about an open source implementation um, of Apple's HomeKit. So I tried it out. I wrote it up and I put it in a blog post. So basically, I, I ran it's this um, Node-based app called Homebridge, uh, running on a Raspberry Pi, and I got it to turn on a relay uh, to turn on the Christmas lights. So um, I think I sort of have proven that it can kind of work. So I uh, I think this year I'm going to slowly uh, do a little bit of smart DIY smart home stuff. See how I get on with it. Really cool. And what um. I suppose what your setup like like at the moment, how was the process? Was it straightforward? Um or hours of banging your head against the So I've a got table. an original model Raspberry Pi. I think I have the model B. Um so I have a an Ethernet port. Um so yeah, building node and n- node packages on an original Raspberry Pi takes hours. So the first night I tried it. I sat down with a glass of wine, uh, fired up terminal, logged into the Raspberry Pi, and I got incredibly drunk because of all <laughs> this waiting for um, node packages to install. So didn't quite get it working the first night. Um, ah, it's okay. I mean, it's a bit annoying that it's it's a language and a framework that I don't have much experience in. So it always feels. I don't know. It's like, this is functional hacking, right? Like, I'm just trying to do a job here. Um, and it's frustrating that it's not in an ecosystem that I have a huge amount of awareness in. Because, like anything, it doesn't work perfectly first time. And you're trying to debug and see what, what goes wrong. And uh, uh, once you included left pad, how did things, <laughs> how did things go? <laughs> yeah, the more I think about it, the more is like, do I really want to like run my house in Node.js? But, uh, <laughs> oh, well. Um, so, yeah, so um, next stages. So uh, kind of reference, Dave, you mentioned this on a, on the podcast a, a few, this company on the podcast a few months ago, I think. Uh, it's a company called ITED, I-T-E-A-D. Um, yep. And I guess they're Chinese, uh, oh, oh, I don't know, they're, they're sort of slight specialists in sort of Internet of Things and PCB um, 
design and prototyping and stuff, I guess. Um, and Dave, you mentioned them in connection with their Nextian display. Did you ever get one of those, by the way? I did, yeah. Cool. And then it got accidentally thrown in the bin. <laughs> um, oh. And then uh, I got another one. <laughs> um, yeah, the other one works fine. <laughs> so that's it. Cool. Oh, you mean that shiny piece of paper? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so they also um, do some smart home things, um, which came to my attention when browsing through, but they use an ESP8266 chip in their, uh, I guess, their light bulb adapters and their mains adapters. So ESP8266, Dave, you would have mentioned this in the podcast before, I guess. I don't know what's a sort of a quick way of describing what it is. I suppose uh, it's a tiny computer with Wi-Fi built into it that can directly interface with uh, electronic circuits. Yeah. And it's class. Good summary. So, And they're like a dollar. So this company's smart home products are have this um, little thing inside and some people on the internet have succeeded in overwriting the software uh, on this board with your sort of your um, with software that enables you to kind of control it locally. So, um, yeah, so I've ordered one of those to test. And if it works, then I'll order a bunch of more stuff. Uh, so basically just turning on and off lights and um, various things that are plugged in and see how, how I get on. Um, I really like the model of um, HomeKit. So I can speak to stuff remotely, but it's all through Apple servers and then through my Apple TV. So I'm not relying on third party servers. Um, actually, speaking of which, I was quite impressed. So you guys now both have LifeX bulbs, and I, I'm quite impressed at how, as I understand they work, yes, you need LifeX servers when you're outside your house, but when you're in your house, it's it's completely local, right? It appears to be, yeah. And there is a local uh, API as well, so I don't know what the app defaults to, but um, both are, are possible. So, and that's... I guess, like a sign of a really well-designed system because my sense is some of the other kind of smart home stuff, it's it uses the server for everything. So basically your hardware mm-hmm. is directly tied to the server, which obviously you don't want. So yeah, no, I thought, thought that was a good design. Yeah, so far I'm very impressed with the, the LifeX stuff anyway. Um, you know, um, I've, I, I wouldn't hesitate to buy more of them. <laughs> yeah it's 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 a bit tricky i guess at the start um i found a few i just a few things a bit tricky in terms of naming them and grouping them and stuff i was getting stuff mixed up um and every time i turn on my sitting room lights now only one of them goes on which is annoying so i don't know why that is once once that goes on the first time once i manually do it through the, through the app um alexa has no problem turning on both of them then and them off but first time in a day Tell them to put, tell her to put them on. Only one goes on, right? So got to yeah, figure all that out. So Baz, do you want to sort of talk us through what your sort of smart home setup is at the moment? Then, yeah, it's not much. It's just two lamps in the the sitting room and one in the bedroom. Um, I got that Yonomi app, which is really cool. 
because you know me, you can kind of set up all these different, uh, what you call them, routines. So you can tell Alexa to kind of, okay, go into cinema mode. And cinema mode then could be your lights turned down to like 10% brightness. And then you can tell her to go back to normal mode. And I believe you can set all this stuff through Raspberry Pi that if you turn on a movie as well, uh, through Raspberry Pi, the Raspberry Pi can tell them to turn down themselves automatically. Uh, that would be the next That'd be the next thing I'd like to do. Um cool try all that stuff so you don't even have to give commands to alexa that would be kind of cool um but then as well i've got alexa talking to my sonos soundbar oh no she's gonna talk to me now uh, she just lit up <laughs> 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 stop saying name i should say echo instead um and it's not perfect you have to set up favorite playlists so you can't tell it to say to play specific music through the sonos soundbar i believe you can next month or sorry this month uh with a new software update but um it's only in beta at the moment, is it? I think it's in beta at the moment, yeah. So hopefully next month or this month or next month, I'll be able to actually just say, yeah, play it on my Sonos bar. But uh, I think there was just a few kind of things that weren't too easy to figure out, the the skills and stuff like that. I didn't initially kind of, I guess I wasn't reading anything or looking at manuals. So I was trying to figure it all out in the app, um, figuring out the skills and stuff like that. And then setting up all the light bulbs and then going back into the Alexa app and getting her to discover them and stuff like that. Um, there's just a lot of back and forth between different apps to get it all kind of working together. So it's pretty, it's, it's, it's straightforward enough, but like, you know, it wasn't the easiest. <laughs> so I guess that's interesting. So one way of looking at that is that in some ways this stuff doesn't quite feel ready for prime time or like it, it's safe to say if you had problems with it that means some non-technical people probably would have been defeated right um i, I, I guess you just have to be not worried about exploring the app and stuff like that kind of going because you go into skills and like it didn't tell you what skills were initially so you might go in here and just see a load of different things to download but you don't know what they are initially and kind of yeah it's yeah it's just yeah, I'd read the skills forward. developer guide before I'd even got my hands on an Echo. So <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> I get that from a different, uh, different kind of perspective. But That's one it. thing I will say is I'm terrified of, um, to a certain extent, like I'm terrified of people coming over and being like, "Oh my god, that's amazing!" Going off buying everything and then like crying on their floor when none of it works and calling me. Yeah, um, yeah. Like I mean, I've had to like uh updating the firmware on the light bulbs at the start didn't go too well um and they <laughs> keep changing a... between three different levels of brightness so you're just standing there in the kitchen with all the bulbs like flickering and <laughs> you know good fun because the firmware update process can be quite slow yeah you kind of think it's broken sometimes because it's just not doing anything for a while uh, yeah so i've upgraded my uh setup uh since as well so i've now an echo in the kitchen i have uh or we'll have 10 life x bulbs around the house wow um so only seven are actually deployed and the other three are are waiting um for uh, i kind of have to decide where um or if even if i'm gonna bother um you know, I don't know, do you want them in the landing or in the hall and stuff like that? Because you just want bulbs. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, look at me dim the lights in the land, in the, the hall. Like, you know, it, it's pointless. Um, and I'm going to try and set up some, I'm going to chance putting one of them outdoors um, and see if I can make it so that when I pull up in the car, it turns on. Cool. So, not yeah. sure. 
and I've also added an echo dot in the living room. It's a sleek little thing that is. It's good. It is. It's tiny. Like the speaker is atrocious in comparison to the the echo. <laughs> um, the echo speaker is quite impressive. It is. Yeah. It's um, again biased towards the the bass side of things, but it's uh, it's very loud. It fills the room. It's you know it it is mm-hmm. kind of. They make a big deal about it being, you know, you can hear it from anywhere in the room. And that's that's a fairly valid point. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, definitely not ready for, for prime time. Definitely still a nerd nerd thing. Mm-hmm. I would I would like to have something similar to you. I think I'd put the the larger one into the kitchen. Um, it'd be good for, I guess, even Bluetoothing my phone to for uh, when I'm watching videos or something when I'm cooking. That's where yeah. I kind of wanted it because I kind of was hoping that the iPhone 7 speakers with the upgrade would be loud enough, um, but they're really not if no. you're like in the kitchen cooking, even especially having the kettles on and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and then maybe eventually putting a dot in the sitting room because when the dot then can talk to the Sonos bar, I'd be like, okay, perfect. Have that talk to the Sonos bar. Um, and then I can use the speaker in the kitchen because uh, the Sonos bar, even though I said the speakers are good, like they're they're nothing compared to having that sonus bar you know music yeah. sounds, sounds a lot better yeah I, i'm yeah. impressed i'm pretty impressed um really enjoying it um it was a good present do you think you're gonna get more bulbs buzz no not at the moment okay. if i eventually move house yeah but i think um even the the way the apartment is set up i can't put any in the kitchen um because i have these weird wall lights everywhere and then the kitchen ones then are those um, spotlights. And yeah, so I'll keep it just the way it is at the moment. And do you guys want to talk a bit about color temperature? Because it's something, I guess, you know, I had a, a look at both your bulbs over the, the holidays. And so you guys both had the LifeX white bulbs, so they don't do color, uh, as in they don't do a, a huge gamut of color. But as well as it being able to adjust the brightness, you can adjust the temperature of the white from like a cold white to a warm white. Do you, do you guys want to talk a bit about that? Because I was kind of interested in it and I didn't really understand it until you guys showed it to me and explained it a bit, I guess. Uh, well, I hate white lights completely. Like those dentist lights, you know, or as I say, feeling like you're inside in Tesco. Uh, that, that kind of bright white lights i really really hate that stuff so i like a an orange kind of thing and as you said i think i'm a bit sensitive to bright lights and stuff like that so i kind of don't like super bright or super white lights so uh, uh, and they talk about cool versus warm yeah so cool mm-hmm. white is that sort of very harsh almost blue white yeah and then so i like the, the warm one then and so warm is almost a, a yellow sort of almost candle. Can yeah. yeah. Um, you've kind of the incandescent range, like the old yellowy kind of bulbs, and then you have it. It takes it even further to. Um, I can't remember the color temperature off the top of my head, but to fairly, um, fairly yellow. It's it's pretty much yellow, but it looks it's like a a really nice candle or a yeah. uh, some kind of a flame. It's called ultra warm. Ultra 20, warm. Twenty five thousand K. And it's and then, it's really nice, like, I mean, and if you've, you know, you can just put the lights on, dim them down, have them on ultra warm and, you know, nice, uh, nice uh, kind of look to the, to the kitchen or whatever. And there late is... Night, late night drinking kind of lights. Uh, you know? 
And there is a school of thought that this can also um, somehow linked to getting better sleep, that sort of having harsh light in the evening isn't isn't necessarily good for you. Yeah, it's like, I suppose, night shift on the, the iPhone or Flux or whatever you whatever you call it. Um, and you can um, probably need a Raspberry Pi for the more or some kind of a, a computer from the more complex setups. But you could have the bulbs um, turn off. You can have them change color on timers. You can have them do all that sort of stuff. So you could have the bulbs come on at sunset with the, the ultra warm and, you know, uh, have them come on in the morning with the harsh light to wake you up or something. Yeah, and my my buddy uh, James, he we were talking about them because he's got them too. He said he has to come on in the morning for him uh, to wake him up naturally before his alarms go off, which yep. I think is pretty cool. So have you have you done that, Dave? Yeah, it resulted in me getting elbowed though. So I'm hesitant <laughs> <laughs> to try it again. <laughs> uh, what did you use for that, Dave? Uh, just a LifeX app and just set a set um a schedule. Okay. So I had Very him good. come on um at, at you know you can set the over a half an hour or over an hour. So okay. they start off at nothing and they come on gradually over the course of a uh, whatever time period you set. Cool. So you can have him come on at sunrise or whatever. Maybe I'll try that then. It, it's um definitely worth it because i mean if you look at if you look on even just amazon um philips make this uh fairly expensive wake-up light they have a, an entire range of them and they're literally just lights that shine in your face to wake you up and they're mm-hmm. all that warm color temperature you know and kind of thing and they fade in i think this is a really cool uh idea because I don't know if you guys have found this kind of waking up in winter, like tomorrow we're going to be getting up for work and it just, I feel so groggy, like getting out of bed when it's dark outside. So this could really, I think, help. Yeah. And I think as well, it would help to maybe have it facing you. Like if you had, like I have a bedside lamp and I've just one on top of the, on the ceiling, like, um, not on top of the ceiling and that would be outside, but, um, I think having one very close to your face would help. Um, but I have to say, it's it's actually amazing how, like, they're only an 800 lumen bulb, the, the LifeX colors, and in the sitting room, it's fine. And then in the bedroom, it's like burns your eyes out at the same setting. You know, just the, the relative... Uh, I suppose perception of the the brightness is very strange Mm. because what works in the kitchen really doesn't work um, in other rooms. Even just your, you know, it it feels like it hurts your eyes or something like, even though they're the exact same brightness. Mm -hmm. I suppose you, you, the surfaces, your, your kitchen's quite wide and stuff like that. Yeah, I suppose you colored the walls, everything like, but it just, it was just something I wasn't expecting, you know, um, Cool. Cool. Okay, I set a schedule for this week, so we'll see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> It'll probably wake up then and only one of your bulbs have turned on or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's worth getting on to LifeX support about that bulb anyway, and they can tell you if it's disconnecting or whatever. Yeah, I might do um, that then. Like that. Finding time at the moment. <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, the wake up, I think they're, they're worth the price of the, the wake up because like I got six bulbs for the price of one of those things on, on Amazon. Like, wow. Cool. And you don't even have to get out of bed to turn off the lights. Like, <laughs> but, and you're kind of like, you, you get the elbow waking you up as well. So you get that for free. That's it. It's just a real natural way to wake up. In the exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Brilliant. Yeah. You want to talk about Spotify? Cool. I suppose. Yeah. So Thomas, you've, uh, yeah, you've made the change to Spotify. Yeah, so I was just talking in a previous episode. I guess it's kind of um, it's a bit of a resolution of mine for 2017 to get into listen to more music. Partly because Baz slagging me about my old <laughs> taste in music shop. So like I took it to heart and I'm like, I'll show Baz. I can listen to music from this decade. So um I was saying last episode, I'm not getting, I wasn't getting on well with Apple Music, so I have switched to Spotify. Um, and switched three other people at the same time. Yeah, so we did this thing in our family over Christmas. This is me and my sister in London, my mum and Sheila. Um, and basically, a lot of us had individual accounts for stuff, so we consolidated us all into one Spotify family plan, one spot, one family Netflix plan, and a Readly plan, which I'll talk about later. So, um, yeah, top uh, money saving tip. Um, really is there? Yeah, yeah. It's what fifteen fifteen euro for six people, yeah, five or six, I think. Yeah, and yeah. Th- it's not like Netflix where they're d- different profiles. Like your accounts are completely separate, so. There's no reason not to find four or five other people and get them on your family account. Um, and what I like as well is that um, if you kick someone off the family plan, they just revert to a normal Spotify plan. It's up to them. You don't, you know, you don't own their account. You can't do anything with their account. Um, they get an invite. They click in it. You can remove them to make space for another person. Like, you know, it's all separate. It's nice. You're not sharing in, like a Netflix account with profiles. They'll just get a message saying David Sims has removed you from the family. Yep. So, yeah, so I, so I have been listening to more music. Um, I have been following people. I've been following you guys. Um, <laughs> Enjoy your nursery rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have a lot of complaints about Spotify, though. Um, so, okay, so number one, um, if you refuse to log in with Facebook, like I do, then actually discoverability of other people trying to follow somebody is actually really difficult like the most efficient way i've come across is to get someone to share a playlist via either email or message and then i can i can tap on the link and bring it up in the spotify and follow the person like there doesn't seem to be an easy way to search for a user or no yeah so that sucks um it's also a dark mode app, and I hate dark mode apps. I suspect, am I in a minority on this one? See, for me, Spotify is an in and out app. You're in, you're out. You get the music, you play it, you're out. Whereas if it's an app that I'm in for long term, you know, uh, that would annoy me. I don't usually turn on dark modes and apps. But with Spotify, I'm just going in, selecting a track and then leaving. So, 
That's just my own thing. <laughs> Same. It annoys me on the desktop, though. Oh, the Spotify Mac app. Ugh. What is it, by the way, with all these really well-funded companies not bothering to do a proper Mac app? Like between Spotify, Slack. That's because they got to update one. They got to update all of them. You know? They're not doing proper Windows apps either. Okay. No. So, But it's just awful because those apps really do kill your battery as well and your laptop. Like, I have a theory that an awful lot of people complaining about battery life for Macs these days, they often mention things like Sp- Slack and Spotify that they're running. Mm. That's it. Like, I mean, I think it's absolutely ri- uh, ridiculous. I think it was a comment on Hacker News about their, someone using their MacBook and they go, oh, yeah, if my battery's running low and I'm out and about, I just kill Slack. And I'm like, so that's a tool that's essential to your productivity that essentially has like about five features. Let's be perfectly yeah. honest here. Um and is, you know, using ridiculous amounts of battery because they're all essentially like we know how bad Chrome is. So it's like, do you know what? We should take Chrome and make people run it the whole time. Hmm. <sighs> ah, so bad. Because um, I, I just think like, I don't think it would cost Spotify to do a proper, it wouldn't cost them a lot to do a proper Mac app because they can port over, I bet you, most of their sort of, um, code that's like talking to their servers, and I know Ma- you're assuming that their iOS app is native. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it is, or at least a lot of it isn't. I mean, I actually met one of their uh, developers at Ool um, a few years ago, and unfortunately, we were both drunk, and I can't remember any of the details. So. It's 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 not a bad app though. Like you know, it feels the iOS app in terms of it. It doesn't uh, like the like this has the swipe kind of stuff back. You have to remember as well. This is probably the best iteration of the Spotify app. Mm. It, have, it have, was have, absolute pants. Like this this app is positively an Apple Design Award winner in comparison to what it was. Yeah. yeah. Have you tried long um, pressing and stuff, Thomas? Uh. Does that work for me? Because I don't have a posh phone. Yeah, yeah. It's always Previews, worked. yeah. Previews, and you can kind of swipe between different songs and stuff like that. There's all there's tons of little cool things in there ah. that you probably don't know about. Oh shit! I'm playing music. Sorry. Yeah, I did it. Um, okay. But, you know, it's. I think it's it's fine. I don't have any issues. <laughs> it's a bit know. all over the place, and there's stuff everywhere. You know, there's stuff repeated throughout it constantly. Yeah, I find the home tab next to useless. Yes. Um, browse, browse again, is, it's fine, but it's it's a once in a while see, kind brow- of a thing. Yeah. Um, it, you know, search, I nearly use search than any other interface. My library is ridiculous. I can't find anything there. Yeah. Do you know, well, you can, but, you know, nearly you, you like one song or something and there's they're added to your, your library, like, you know, so... That's it. I do. I do go through browse quite a bit to find Discover Weekly and new releases and stuff like that, and release radar. I think that's quite good. They're usually if I go to my library, they're they're nearly always my just topping playlists because I listen to them every week. Right. Um, yeah. Other than that, um, an interesting question that I want to ask you guys. So you go to your library in Spotify app, and up the top there's your daily mix. Yep. How right. many mixes how many mixes do you have? One, two, three, four, five, six. 
six. I've okay, I only have five. I, I, where are you guys getting this? I have zero. Ah! Yeah, this is a yeah, thing that builds it, up it, over time, though. Yeah, you, it doesn't have enough information on you. Yeah, this is just this is something very, very, very new. It puts bands together and then the odd time bands that you like together and then throws in bands that you might like. So it's playlists of music that you probably would have heard before. And you should. And it kind of divides them up roughly by genre. Hmm. Um, you know, like so I5 mixes and they would be spread roughly across five different genres or subgenres of music. And it's probably the same with you, Baz. You have six. Yeah, I've got some hip hop, some heavier rock, some kind of other rock, um, video game music, and Matt Rock and Broadway stuff because I listen to the Hamilton soundtrack, ah, yes. <laughs> which is awesome, by the way. Pretty good. So yeah, so I don't know. I I guess Bazzi. They're they're the features that keep me with spotify like yes. I mean, i'll suffer any abomination of an app for the daily mixes for the discover weekly for the release radar um you know because they're they're absolutely fantastic and it's integrated with my ps4 it's integrated with alexa it's integrated with sonos um you know yeah. oh my god though volume slider in the app please okay so i did a little digging thomas uh... so Play something. Okay. Uh, we'll just see how how bad this is. So play something. <laughs> yeah. Um, I know what you're going to do. And then bring up the now playing. Yeah. Okay. So you have the full screen album art and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Then click devices available and look down the bottom. You've got a volume slider. What? Or you could swipe up control center. But that's not in the app. I want it in the app. And I don't seem to have the other devices. Uh, there's nothing else in your network then. There is. I've got a. You have an Apple TV. Devices available down the very bottom. Yeah, yeah no, it's it was Under there the before, but it's yeah. it's now gone. <clears throat> oh well. Damn it. Oh well. So, but there is a volume slider there. There is. Yeah. I just I really get frustrated with apps like Spotify. Just like where it's like the, a waste of human effort. This app clearly took a lot of work, um, but it would just be so much nicer if they hadn't done any custom stuff and just had tab bar, lots of table views, one now playing screen, boom, you're done. And it would be 20 times more easy to use. I kind of like the hovering now playing. <laughs> yeah. I kind it's of like it. You can swipe it away. From, yeah. They're all fake, though. Like, the nav controller isn't a proper nav controller. Um, that tab bar isn't a t- proper tab. Um, I uh, really can't tell, though. <laughs> oh, you can! My Baz can't. <laughs> yeah, Tom, you don't know my mind. <laughs> it's grand. clearly fake. Yeah, but it's, it's a res- But it's super responsive, though, and... As I said, it's an in and out app for me. I go in, I know where I want to go. And I think this... you're on an iPhone 7 Plus, if it's not super responsive, I'd get my money back. <laughs> <laughs> you know, how, how's it on your 5S? Actually, to be fair, responsiveness isn't bad. And I will admit, like, because Baz is obviously a super cool kid, so he knows what to listen to <laughs> from the last 10 years. And he just goes in and play. Whereas I'm like, 
you know, I got my baseball cap on. I'm like, hey, kids, you know, what are you kids listening to? So I'm I'm actually kind of in the app a lot more. Um, so, yeah. so I'd say most of my recommendations ever are usually through what other people are playing, uh, Discover Weekly, uh, Release Radar, and Reddit. So the three of the things there, or four of them, whatever, are true. Spotify and then other stuff then is the odd time on Reddit. And then just mostly it's to Discover Weekly. Oh, you listen to this band, you might like this band. Okay, I'll listen to it for a crack. Listen to it once, I might like it. Um, but it's always good then as well that you like a band and instantly you have their back catalogue as well. You know, that's super cool, that's super convenient. A bit uh, overwhelming. A bit overwhelming at times, but I just remember being younger and getting into a band and kind of going... Oh, saving up money for saving the, up the money. one CD, like, and yeah. it might be crap then. Because like, I was playing... I was playing Offspring, actually, and I always play Offspring. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but I, I was remembering the album. The time I got it was I downloaded it on Napster, and I downloaded two of their albums over um, Easter holidays on my 50, 56K dial-up. Like, so having this now kind of being able to, yeah, as Dave said, not been able to afford music before, and now for a tenor month you're able to go in and just kind of find bands. Uh, sorry, find more of a band, all their discography. It's kind of... You know, sometimes I just build on a certain band for a while um, and that keeps me going. And then I discover new stuff then when I get bored with them. <laughs> so I think, you know, give it time. You discover how to use it and it, re- it will reward you, I guess, with more new stuff over time. Yeah, just uh, something I've set up as well um, on Spotify. So the Discover Weekly just gets wiped um, yep. every every Monday and the thing is like i i listen to it you know driving to work or cooking or something and i don't always ha- I'm, I'm not always able to favor the track or say oh i like that i'll i'll have that so i actually have um and if this then that set up so that anytime a track is added to my discover weekly which happens during the middle of the night every every monday according to the notifications on my phone um and they get put into a playlist called Discover Weekly Archive. So at the moment, I have a playlist called Discover Weekly Archive that is full of all the Discover Weeklies that I've had almost since it started. Oh, very cool. Top tip. Yep. And it currently has 1,237 songs and 83 hours and 30 minutes of music. So while it sounded like a good idea at the time <laughs> to figure out which songs I might like, now I don't have a hope in hell. But it's really class to go on a drive for four hours, hit shuffle on the Discover Weekly Archive and have all these class songs. Something that I noticed about it as well is that um, it's very good at matching specific songs that you might like even if you don't like the artist um do you know if an artist does one song in a particular style but the rest of the album isn't like that but you listen to an artist who's like whose general sound is like that it'll put you into that like i've got loads of one-offs but then when i went to listen to the artist they're a bit different mm-hmm. you know um and it's it's really good because you know that one song would be classic hey they're podcasts they, they do, do get us yeah. on there Jesus, I'm gonna get on that man. Because that might work with Alexa. Alexa tells Spotify to play. <laughs> We're just adding layers of abstraction to oh something God. that should be really simple and should work off the bat. <laughs> yep. Uh, um. So yeah. Uh, status update for our listeners. Uh, 
Alexis, uh, <clears throat> the Amazon Echo still doesn't um, want to play our podcast for some reason, even though we submitted it. It's affecting zero people. <laughs> it's affecting it's zero, affecting isn't it? it? Mm. That's when we listen to ourselves in the kitchen, Baz, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, I think, um, I definitely think it, it, just in general, this, these kind of things will affect more people, not specifically our podcast, but I can't ask for accidental tech podcast because it goes accidental take and, you know, the podcast is ignored, you know, like all these kind of, these kind of things and the, the butchering of grammar as, as we saw with your, with your setup, Thomas, um, the Christmas lights is on or is off and just the, the butchering of, of our, natural language interface with these natural language uh interfaces as well was that one you tweeted during or you uh linked us during the week baz uh some guy with uh siri turn on the big light there's no devices like that okay turn on the sitting room light okay i've turned on the big light yeah yeah you yeah. know um stupid siri yeah and occasionally from alexa you get I don't. I have no devices that match. Oh God, yeah. That name in your account, you know. It's because you put one extra word in before or after or something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the the lack of a contextual awareness of where the Amazon Echo is in your house is really annoying me. Especially if I have more than if you have more than one. Like, I mean, if I'm in the sitting room and I have an Echo there and I say turn on the lights, I don't want to turn on the lights mm. upstairs in the bedroom. You know, yeah. and that's and that strikes me as something really simple. Now, okay, look, really simple in software development terms. So probably like about eight months in a team of sixteen people, but you know, <laughs> something really simple that they could do. <laughs> so do you, um, yeah, look, you'll you'll come to love Spotify. Uh, Have you come to love any other subscription services? Yeah. So this is the Christmas of Dave Sims. Um. So Dave, you, I think you've. Sp- spoken on the podcast about this before um it's a service called readly which is uh i guess netflix for magazines might be the best way of describing it so um as well as netflix and spotify we got a a readly family account so i've been devouring magazines all christmas and really enjoying it so i think it really needs an ipad yes Yes, definitely. Like I, I can't, I can't do it on the phone. I can't do it on the laptop. I think, Readly for me, you need an iPad, and my iPad's so old that Readly struggles a bit. So I think Readly is almost a killer app that makes me want to do iPad. <laughs> so the family plan, I think, is fifteen a month. Um, it. Um, yeah, so you get a huge range of magazines from the UK and the US. Uh, doesn't have the RT guide, unfortunately. Um, but uh, <sighs> it, I think, offers a way of reading that is a bit more purposeful than just randomly browsing the internet. Um, I guess that's how I, I'd sort of describe its... Uh, it's it's plus it's pluses so uh yeah i've been reading lots of random magazines um they have macworld on it um which reminds me again of the advantage of actually reading a magazine for tech news rather than just like following blogs and stuff because macworld's really well written there's some good um writers 
I've enjoyed the reviews of sort of Mac accessories and apps and stuff. So yeah, really, really like it. Yeah, that's uh, $9.99 for five devices. There you go. And you can have, you have individual profiles with that as well. So you're not, um, you're kind of not polluting other people's um, lists or favorites or whatever with your own. So, yeah. So nice. it doesn't, it definitely doesn't have every uh, magazine, but it, it, it definitely will have a magazine or two in an area that you're interested in. Uh, I'll put it this way. If I had to buy all of the magazines that I even open in a month with Readly, I'd go broke. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, you you look at one, you're like, I'll read that one article and you do, and you didn't have to pay six quid for it, you know, um, and even pick any two games magazines and you've already, you've already saved the price, you know? Yeah. A good example of that is uh, wallpaper, the sort of design magazine, um, which I can't even remember how much it is in the shops, but from memory, it's desperately expensive. Um, and that's one of the magazines you get with Readly. So, uh, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, definitely a good read. It's over a tenner. Wallpaper alone magazine is over a tenner here. So, wow. yeah. Cool. So, um, did you have to upgrade to the 4K Netflix plan for yes but just then for the number of devices and actually i haven't i haven't tried um it on like a non 1080p device to see if it's any different might try it on my mac um oh my god we were talking about this before but netflix annoy me so much with their own um content so we finished watching the crown um which is a netflix original and they have an episode which is about the London fog smog thing in the 1950s. And the compression artifacts on the video were awful. And I can't understand why Netflix, they literally own every, every element of this, why they can't fix it and prevent these compression artifacts from uh, happening because it's awful and it's really distracting. It's like that's why I'm paying for Netflix, you know. So they can make this program and then deliver it to me. Um, but yeah, awful looking. It's an interesting one to look into further. Jason, I suppose, like you're saying, have you, you're saying Netflix control everything. And um, just to give you like an idea, um, this is a blog post on Netflix from December 2015. So just over... 12 months ago and basically they're talking about um per title in code optimization um basically so instead of just applying one thing overall they're actually you know um trying to to do kind of what you're saying in regards to the bitrate but it's almost um it seems almost optimized for bandwidth rather than um rather than the actual quality but they are doing it but there has been problems um with some of the the test videos not working on certain devices so i'd imagine that even while um you know you you have the devices and they have encoding chips if you take a look at like the apple tv that may or may not be able to um 
support a bit rate high enough to not to not show that that banding. Except the banding is so bad, I can't imagine that they do. I mean, the classic example is the banding in the House of Cards opening credits, because that's the one that you see time and time again. Uh, I think it's it's possibly a night sky or something, or maybe it's a day sky, but you get this sort of banding. And I just think like, yeah, so the latest Apple TV, which is pretty, you know, pretty powerful. On Fast.com, I'm getting 65... megabits a second uh, my internet speed my apple tv is hardwired in to my router so you know it should not be a problem and just feels a bit sloppy i wish they fix it yeah i'm even searching for that and not seeing much mention of that banding online am i the only crank on the internet is that what you're trying to say (laughs) no no i've i've noticed it myself um but uh I think you are an extra level cranky though, Thomas. It could just be that like the <laughs> H two six four can't even handle it. Yeah. I don't Do know. know. I, 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 I have slight difficulty believing that. Like I must do some tests and see. Like just the banding is so awful. I know it's it's a class of um frame that like H two six four like has difficulty with. Like if you're gonna see artifacts you'll see it in this. But like I'm speaking from slight ignorance here, but like <clears throat> like audio enco- encoding, presumably you have options to have like an average bit rate and then it'll like up the bit rate for more complex um, bits and then lower it for less complex bits. And if you're Netflix and it's the opening credits of House of Cards, surely you have a way of getting it to up the bit rate proportionally for the opening credits when you know, I don't know, is that going to is that going to get more subscribers yeah exactly and anyway most people fast forward through the opening credits after like five times at least watching something i don't know i don't know i was reading a book this Christmas, a kind of a popular maths book and they were talking about i don't know if you guys remember netflix had a competition to improve their recommendation engine by 10 percent. yeah yep um so I was discussing that and I guess the the book summarized it as saying basically it took a number of teams to combine forces um, in order to win the prize. And even then they only just uh, got over 10% uh, and Netflix didn't end up using their implementation anyway because it wasn't really suited to Netflix's uh, infrastructure. But I thought, I was kind of surprised that, like, so Netflix opened up a load of sort of anonymized uh, listening data. It kind of surprised me that, like, you know, the the state-of-the-art kind of researchers really struggled to do 10% better. Um, I just thought it, it offered an interesting perspective on kind of the state of AI, I guess, that yeah, I'd say even though that like that's that's almost ancient history now in comparison to what to the whole like machine learning side of things, um, and where that's where that's kind of taken on. Because I think I remember that that Netflix recommendation challenge. Like, what what year was that? That's a good good few years ago. Um, yeah. Um, I'd like to think that again. There's that was kind of the 
Yeah, so 2009, okay. they awarded the prize. And I don't know when they when they started it. So another question then, have for either of you, have Netflix recommendations been useful to you? Until the introduction of the Apple TV 4, yes, they were lovely. Oh, <laughs> really? Yep. And now useless? Less accurate, we'll okay. say. So it's a very simple change that Netflix made to the client. On the Apple TV 2 and 3, you click Netflix. The first thing that's displayed is who's watching. Which profile are you? Who are you? And you you pick, and then you're in your profile. On Netflix and the Apple TV, because of multitasking, you're just kind of dumped into wherever it was the last time. That's odd. Even with multitasking, it should know that, you you know, when you go into the background, you get a flag, you say, okay, this is the last time someone was in. What's the time difference? Is it an over an hour? Okay. Ask them again who wants who, who you want to be in, like, or whatever. Yeah, or is there a movie still playing? If so, just play the damn movie. If not, ask who you are. Yeah. You know, um, did you come in from the task changer? Did you come in from the menu item? You know, I mean, there should be ways of identifying all this, but they haven't. And you have to, you can't even just press back to get to it. Like, you could, on any, on the home screen on Netflix, on the Apple TV 2 and 3, you press back, and then you were back at the, per, the profile select screen. So now... um Basically, there's everything lumped into the one profile for the last year, basically. Um, except the kids stuff, because it's harder to find. But then Netflix did add categories, so I don't know. It's ridiculous, like it's stupid. <laughs> so now Netflix has this kind of split personality recommendations of 50% sci-fi and 50% chick flicks. <laughs> so <laughs> I should probably go see Passengers. So yeah, uh, that annoys the crap out of me, I have to say. Are we going to do what's making us happy? Uh, it uh, makes me think like you want to drop that aspect of the program, <laughs> Thomas. <laughs> are, are, we, are we really going to do what's, what's, what's making us happy? What's like, making we... us unhappy? That'd be awesome. I think we just talked about that for an hour. <laughs> Spotify, Netflix. Uh, best case scenario. Best case scenario. So I got something. Uh, eBay, or specifically eBay and secondhand stuff. So this is like non-tech related, um, but uh, yeah, I've been on a bit of an eBay binge over Christmas. I haven't, when I say binge, I mean, haven't bought anything, but have sort of been obsessively watching a lot of stuff. Um, so uh, yeah, I was just thinking one of the things I might try and do this year is kind of buy more secondhand stuff. Um, and less new things. Well, I don't buy any new things anyway, so just buy secondhand stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, really enjoying it. Looking up posh, secondhand posh English gentleman's clothes is rapid. Are you going to change your your style? (laughs) Shut up, (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. I'm listening to That's a genuine question. I'm listening to music. Are you changing? Like, are you going to be really dapper now and wearing tweed suits? 
I am really dapper already. I yeah, wear shirts. Like, you wear jeans, though, you know, so you're going to start yeah, wearing like, tweed pants. No, that, that's... You're my... wearing new English gentleman clothes, not old English gentleman exactly. clothes. Exactly. difference, you know, that's it. Jeans are kind of down with the kids, right? Oh, jeans have always been grand. <laughs> yeah, dock workers, you know, kids. Cowboys. Whatever. Cowboys, yeah. <laughs> Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> so yeah that's my thing um i got a pair of brogues arriving from the uk arrive next week awesome nice Excellent. clothing made by gentlemen for gentlemen Ooh, that's my thing you should start up like a trendy fashion blog where you post <gasps> about all your ebay finds <clears throat> i did a little bit of d- dipping into that over christmas some people on reddit like posting their outfits and stuff. So there's a subreddit called Male Fashion Advice. It's hilarious. I know, yeah. If you think that's funny, go to streetwear. Oh, is that kind of the edgier version? Yeah. What and I, it's kind of like where everything looks like a skirt, even if it's not. Excellent. What I do it's like... like a hoodie and a skirt. Um, is there's an older forum for men's clothing, and it's called styleforum.net. Um, but there's loads of like owl fellas in their 60s posting on it and posting their, you know, their outfits for the day and stuff. It's really, really sweet. It's nice. All right. So is this a burgeoning obsession? Yeah, maybe it's a bit expensive. So I am looking at a, an aquascutum um, coat, wool, herringbone. Nice. Yeah. You should set up an Instagram as well, just just for a laugh. Like I used to be into this stuff in college. Like I go to kind of charity shops in posh areas of Dublin and get like kind of these kind of posh woolen coats and stuff. Until I went out with a girl who gave out to me for wearing dead people's clothes, so that didn't last long. The relationship, uh, by the way, the coat stayed. Were they in the clothes at the time? Well, her justification was that, like, all these charity shops are the old men's clothes because they, like, died. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. So, yeah, the girlfriend went, the coat stayed. <laughs> Everything was fine. <laughs> yeah. What are these things called washing machines? They're class. Yeah, exactly. Baz, have you something slightly less metrosexual this week? Um, I don't know. Not, not on the top of my head. I guess the Echo's pretty, been pretty fun this week, you know? It's kind of a nice new toy. I know we talked about it at the start and stuff like that, but uh, just kind of, it's, it's, it's very, I mean, it's so futuristic, you know? So what's your party trick to, like, show it off to people who are coming over to your place? Like, what, what's... I don't, I don't, I don't have friends, so. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's funny, this is, this is, uh, this is like the, the first Christmas uh, I didn't have any parties, but uh, I've had people over and stuff, but I've really only had it set up a few days, um, everything together. So still not kind of had an opportunity to show a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, my party trick is turning off the lights on the Christmas tree with the Belkin Wemo plug. Sweet. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I suppose I could just turn into cinema mode or something like that, or uh, that strobe light thing is uh, awful. But Oh, yeah. You know, yeah, if you want a headache, you you go do that. Yeah, <laughs> visualizer is pretty cool though. That's the one that uh, takes in the, the music. Yeah, pulses the lights and turn with the music. Yeah, um, I find it's pretty good. Again, I've only ever done it to like 
be like, hey, look how ridiculous this is. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you put it on top of the Echo and turn it up a bit, like you get a fairly good, if you put your phone on top of the Echo and have the music playing from the Echo, you get a really good uh, response out of it. Yeah, yeah. Not too good if you're playing it off the phone, but pretty good. Yeah, so uh, back to next week, I'll have something more interesting, I'm sure. Awesome. I have two things this week. One is this lovely mug that I'm drinking out of. Mm. Hey! Uh, I've also been drinking out of a similar mug. Yes. So we got our first official worst case scenario mugs. And they're they're awesome. awesome. They're like legitimately amazing. It's my work mug now. So I'm bringing it in to work tomorrow, if I remember. And uh, it'll be on my desk every day. So I'll use it every day. So thanks to uh, Thomas's mum for that. <laughs> yeah, thanks a million. Just class. Hey, makes us feel proper. Yeah, yeah, and it's cool because uh, it's it's our, it's our logo and it's the green comment color, and then the inside of the mug and the handle is kind of the same green color as us. And all a lot of thought of, went into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'd be selling them for uh, twelve ninety nine uh, for next month. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How much commission does your does your mum need, Thomas? <laughs> we'll we'll just change the style slightly, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, and uh the second thing I suppose that's that's making me happy, but goes um goes quite in hand with that. Um my dad got me a book and it's the GCHQ puzzle book. Okay. So um this is the uh British Secret Service and basically it's all those it's all kinds of code, basically. Um and code breaking and patterns and little puzzles and stuff like that, you know. So did you, did you write in the book as well? Uh no, I don't think so. Okay. Um so I'm still on like chapter one trying to to get through them is there um, is there like a number if you do all the puzzles is the number at the end of the book where you can kind of like call them up and become a spook i don't i think they find you thomas they find you. <laughs> you shouldn't have said you were but, still on chapter one Dave. you should have said i finished it in a night yeah well i've only been at it for like 10 milliseconds <laughs> but um joe there's a lot of um kind of even pop culture puzzles where there's two series of movies and the first word is from one series and the second is from the the other series and you've to to put them together like you know um you know uh so like there'd be star trek movies and star wars movies and the puzzle is to come up with the first word of the second and the last word of the second of the star wars and the star trek movie like to put them together to finish the clue so and then some of them are just ridiculous mind-bending um, Matsy style things. Great and you don't like Sherlock Holmes. Kinda... I love Sherlock <laughs> Holmes. I don't like Sherlock. Sherlock. Yeah. He's just, it's too effortless. He's just like, oh, look, I solved everything because I'm great. Um, no, it, it takes a while, Dave. You know, it's like, you know, a cat will uh, run across in, the, in front of him like 50 minutes into the episode. He'll go, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. Black cat. It's just very... It was the mother-in-law. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and I know, like, I, I kind of know that Sherlock Holmes was like that to a certain extent, but I think, I don't know, does it work for me today? Yeah. 
supposed to have all the other emotional side drama stuff in it. You know. Yeah. I must give it another go. It's probably on Netflix. Do. Do. Yeah. There is good characters in it. And good character development. 